Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, we're seeing blue skies, finally. The rain finally came down. It rained hard last night. Did you hear it? It sounded like a huge drum banging in the front of my door. Oh my gosh. No, it wasn't heavy here last night, but the night before it was. And I don't think I've ever wished for rain as much as I have in the last two weeks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's good to see the skies are blue or now they're after the clouds clear. Mm -hmm. We are seeing a lot of people out golfing as I did and doing some outdoor activities. And you got to go out and eat outside as I did as well. And it was nice. It was it was really nice. We're going to try to cherish this until we start hating the rain. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be next week because that's that's how we roll in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) We're never happy with the weather. We're always like, oh my God, it rains all the time. This is what tourists say. It rains all the time in Seattle. It rains all the time in Seattle. Like, we're used to it. We're used to it. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, oh, I wish the rain would come. I wish it would. And then it finally came. I was like, oh my gosh, we're so happy. But then in two weeks, everyone, everybody's going to be like, oh, I hate this. This is yeah. awful. Exactly. That's just how we roll. <laughs> just another thing of 2020. That's all mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Seattle Foodie Podcast, episode 106. Hey, Monica, how's it going today? Uh, pretty good. I think I ate too much in the last three days. So I think I think the strategy of like eating a week's worth of food in three days is not a great idea for me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely uh, not good for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my defense, today I was supposed to have company and ended up getting some cancellations. So it was just me and um, it was a lot of food. But, you know, that's that's for next week. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> we do have a fun show as we're recording in the middle of the Seahawks game. So nobody texts me about any spoilers. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. I'm recording the game right now. But we do have some fun recaps, actually. And uh, we also did some what are we eating over the weekend, which we can talk about. Let me start it off. Yes. Last week, I got a sneak preview of the Charlotte restaurant at the Lot Hotel And earlier this week, Monica, you caught up with me and you had a chance to check it out as well. So now we both get to talk about it. Hotel restaurants are back, everyone, with social distancing, of course, at the Charlotte restaurant. Definitely didn't disappoint. I was really impressed with their cocktails and beautifully plated dishes. And Monica, they have spirit-free cocktails. Woo-woo, spirit-free. Woo-woo-woo. Wow, so happy about those spirit-free cocktails. (laughs) You know, for all you Martinelli cider drinkers out there, they've got some spirit-free ones for you Mm -hmm. all, just like I do. Monica, I was happy to see that we ordered a lot of different dishes. (laughs) We didn't order all the same, which is awesome. Some of my favorites were the Stone Oven Octopus, the Dungeness Crab, Wagyu Beef Tartare, Black Cod, Chilean Sea Bass. It's a large menu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For the cocktails, the Smoking Barrel, that was fun. Always fun for presentation. I got a soju spritz and those desserts. Listeners, if you just want to come for the desserts, please do that. I love the Napoleon and Marscapone apple cheesecake. Monica, how was your experience? 
I was really impressed with the drinks, the food, and the prices. As you know, Nelson, I work nearby, and so there aren't a lot of uh, great options, and a lot of places are closed because of COVID, and so really nice to see someplace open up. Um, Charlotte is a beautiful restaurant, and unfortunately, when we went, we you know you couldn't see out the windows either. It was all like smoggy out there. But surprisingly, the mushroom soup was absolutely delightful, and it's so good that I need to start making it at home. I mean, it really had depth of flavor, that earthiness to it. And it was very creamy. And uh, my friend and I agreed that the squid ink cavatelli stole the show. It just had these amazing textures of the individual components. And you combine that with the balanced flavors. And it just, it was absolutely our favorite. We couldn't stop eating it. And for dessert, Nelson, you know, I love chocolate. So I could not pass up the chocolate souffle. And it rose properly and it tasted decadent. It was beautiful. Um, I was having trouble with headaches because of the air quality. So I didn't drink as much as I'd like because we know that I like. Um, (laughs) But I had the spirit-free apple cup. And I also had the Silk Road, which was uh, not spirit-free, spirit-head. And shout out to beverage manager Amanda Reed, formerly of Heartwood Provisions. The drinks were thoughtful and delicious. I want to talk about this before the show, Monica, but Mm -hmm. didn't it feel like it had a little bit of Heartwood Provisions to it? Of course, Amanda Reed, the beverage manager, is Mm -hmm. there now. I I felt like the dishes had kind of that touch to it, the the presentation and everything. It reminded me a lot of Heartwood Provisions. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I did meet the chef um, who is not Mm -hmm. from here. And so I I think, you know, there might be folks in the kitchen that we we don't know are back there, but we probably know them by reputation or I've met them in the past. So, um, of course, I didn't get a kitchen tour, but um, that's. Yeah, it, it's a valid, like the plating techniques, um, the combination of ingredients. Um, it sort of has a little bit of that feel on the 16th floor overlooking the sound. And is it Charlotte Hotel or Charlotte Restaurant? Mm-hmm. Charlotte. Charlotte. I was joking before because when we talked about it last week, I hadn't been there. And immediately when I went and I said, oh, I'm here for dinner at Charlotte. And <laughs> the elevator attendant said, Charlotte. And I'm all, oh. That makes sense because it's a lot hotel. A lot hotel. Right. Yeah. Right. And then later on, I was like, are you sure it's not Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's no there's no accent. There's right. no accent mark on the E. So there's no A. But, but Charlotte sounds amazing. Okay. But Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Charlotte from mm-hmm. now on instead of Charlotte. <laughs> Wonderful. And then we have another recap, Monica. Monica, you are pretty much the Thanos of Seattle foodies. Because one snap of your finger, I'm going to snap right here, and you get anything you want around this town. This is amazing. Tell us about this. Everybody, Monica coerced the market fishmonger to create this, especially Hans. Tell us about it, Monica. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thanos, that's a big deal. So this all started a few weeks ago. And basically, if y'all looked at my stories, I actually ate Kaumangai, which is chicken rice, Chinese chicken rice somewhere. And I did not enjoy it. And that's a place that has really great food, but just that dish, they didn't do it. And I was just like, okay, I need, I need something. So I, I sent out the word asking people where to go. People did say Sugar Hill, but I haven't made it there. But for those of you who have listened to friend of the podcast interview, Chef Hans Karampas, 
we were we started chatting we chat a bit um sort of at night and uh we're talking about common guy and i was just like hey man when are you gonna make it it's been a long time like market's been open for like a year and a half and before that hadn't seen you in a while he used to have a stand where he sold chicken and rice and so fast forward to this weekend and it was on the menu um after getting proper permissions from the ownership at market fishmonger and Edmonds. and nelson your timing was so perfect because i was literally getting ready to head down there and you texted mm-hmm. to join me and my family. So um, I love that I haven't had this from Hans in a while. And I like his sauces and he serves it up with soup the way it should be. Uh, the tender poached chicken and lightly seasoned rice is what I need. And while I was there, I also, I, you know, I, I got a few made to order scallops from the case, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and it's cooked perfectly. Fish tacos and off menu chicken wings. I don't know where those chicken wings came from, but they just sort of appeared at the table. Appeared at the table. Didn't you order them, Monica? I thought you ordered them. They just did. I thought that was part of your order. I had no idea. No, I didn't order the chicken wings. Uh, Sort of in passing, Hans was very busy because it was pretty busy down there when we went. Um, He just mentioned Mm -hmm. that he had some wings and I'm just like, well, you know, I I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not going to say no to wings. So, you know, you hey, everybody in town, if you see me eating at a restaurant or eating anywhere, you feel like just dropping some chicken wings at the table, feel free to do so. I won't say no. I thought it was part of your order. No. I, was, I had no idea. I was like, oh, okay. No. Well, I should have I should have known because Market Fishmonger, hello, fishmonger serving seafood. I was like, oh yeah, chicken wings are a regular part of the staple of the menu when right. you want seafood. Hello. As I wasn't matter, even thinking. We we saw we saw our friend Carol there, and actually Carol messaged me later and said, Where'd the chicken wings come from? And I'm all, uh oh. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess I might be the only one who got chicken wings that day. I'm I guess. Sure. I think so. <laughs> so so aside from this special, uh, check out Market Fishmonger, guys. They have really fantastic seafood, and they do have occasional specials that you can only follow. You find out about if you're following them on social media. Mm-hmm. That shrimp katsu curry that you ordered is mm. <laughs> a big piece of katsu, I'm going to tell you right now. It's the size of my head. <laughs> I was so big. <laughs> Oh, too much. It was great. I always tell people, and whenever they message me on Instagram, everything I order is never bad. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I order anything, it's always good at yes. the fishmonger. Always mm-hmm. delicious. Great job, Chef Hans, and thank you so much for uh, Market Fishmonger ownership for uh, you know humoring me. <laughs> Whatever Monica wants, Monica gets. <laughs> But it's good to see that Hans is doing his chicken rice again. That's Mm -hmm. I've never had it before. So I'm glad I that's why I came all the way from (laughs) International District all the way to Edmonds just to try that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's worth the trip, though. You got it. Yeah, it was worth it. I mean, come on, you got to hang out with me. (laughs) I did. (laughs) All right. What else have you been eating, Nelson? Okay, well, this week I went for some fast food to start off. I normally don't tell you guys about my meals from Mickey D's because, I don't know, hashtag don't judge me, but I had to see what the spicy chicken McNuggets and Travis Scott meal was all about. As the Millennium say, it's lit! No? Silent? Crickets? It slaps? Slaps. Slaps. (laughs) It slaps. Thanks for joining in uh, making my son uncomfortable this weekend. Yeah. I, I enjoy using the slang with him and seeing him groan and like pull his hoodie clothes and try to hide from us. That was that was gold, Nelson. Thanks so much. 
I understand now when my parents tried to be hip back in the day when they tried to use slang when I was younger. And I'm just like, oh, no, please don't. Please don't talk to me about this. Please don't talk to me about Michael Jackson. Oh, no, please don't talk to me about that. Oh, so funny. You don't know who CNC Music Factory is, Dad. Please don't talk about that. That's that's basically It's the same conversation that you're having now with your son. That's exactly the same conversation. He's so mad at me. (laughs) I wish the spicy chicken McNuggets were a little bit hotter. If you're expecting it to be really spicy, you've been warned. It's not. I think if you add it with the sauce, it is a little bit spicier, but it's still not as spicy for me. Monica, you're a woman of the millennials. You have a TikTok account. What's your favorite Travis Scott song, Monica? Uh, It's got to be Goosebumps. Oh, okay. I was not expecting you to throw out a Travis Scott song. Okay. Hey, now. Hey, I get goosebumps (laughs) all the time, man. (laughs) (laughs) I spend a lot of time on TikTok. so. (laughs) So if you guys want to try it, check it out. Travis Scott meal and the spicy nuggets. Moving on to the weekend, I did some golfing because the skies were clear, as I mentioned, and I had to introduce my non-foodie friends to Mangosteen Wings. So we took a trip down to Fubok for the New Wave Summers. It's their last weekend, so we had to do it. Why didn't anyone tell me, Monica, these Mangosteen Wings go well with beer and especially the No Boat Brewery beer that they have at Fubok? Yeah, beer and wings is kind of a thing. <laughs> it's, it's a thing, Nelson. <laughs> I'm always in such a hurry. It's like, I get the wings and I'm just start eating them. But you guys got to eat it with some beer. It's amazing. We also each ordered the smoked brisket fuzz well. And again, I cannot believe I haven't had this yet. They've been smoking brisket at Mangosteen and Fubbock for so long. I can't believe I finally got to try their smoked oh, brisket Oh, I, I thought you tried it a couple months ago. No, I never did, Monica. Mm. I've always had their chicken. Always got the chicken. Haven't had a chance to try that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, after we went to the market fishmonger for Han's chicken and rice pop up, I had, you know, I have to stop by Onopoke in Edmonds. It's always a must. If Even if I'm late for something, I always have to stop by Onopoke. Mm-hmm. Steven Ono was there, which was nice. I got to say hi to him. And I got a poke bowl as well as some hamachi collars to grill for dinner. Ooh. Just to that tonight. Oh, so good. Unfortunately, no crab butt, Monica. No Okole. <laughs> I still remember your brother, Taylor, making fun of me for that. So <laughs> shout out, Taylor, if you're listening. Thanks. Thanks for making me sound like a, a mainlander here. Yep. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I can't get enough of uh, Onapoke either. And it's hard for me to drive by sometimes. But sometimes what happens is when I'm on my way to Edmonds, I stop there. And then I end up not going to Edmonds all the way to downtown because I, yeah. I just get distracted because I go right by it. So, yeah, it's hard for me to go by. But you're absolutely right. I love that place. Yeah. The poke I got for my bowl was the hamachi and the spicy tuna poke. Mm-hmm. And that is properly spiced, you guys. Yes. If you want something spicy, go get the spicy tuna poke as well as the spicy cucumber kimchi. Mm-hmm. Get that too. And if you haven't yet, make sure you check out Stephen Ono's interview on episode number 77. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go do that. So Monica, that's pretty much what I ate. Awesome. Poke, burgers. My digestive system is probably not happy with me with all the food that I eat on a weekly basis. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, this guy had nuggets and burgers and then all of a sudden he went for chicken wings mm-hmm. and then he got pho <laughs> i didn't see any <laughs> and now you're eating poke right what is going on here i was like yeah he's something see... consistent man <laughs> i didn't see any vegetables in your stories nelson <laughs> you're starting to turn into me 
<laughs> no leafy greens. I had a salad here and there. I didn't I didn't post it. Nobody wants to see salads. Everybody wants to see other things. Nobody wants to see salads in my stories, guys. Some people want to see salads if they're pretty. No. Nobody wants to see raw vegetables mixed in Caesar dressing. You don't want to see that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, me. Don't worry, Nelson. As I always say, I got you. If mm -hmm. you feel like you're not eating enough, I got you. I'm eating enough for <laughs> both of us and more. <laughs> so my first adventure this week was with Sweet Nothings and More. So that's a bakery pop-up. And they pivoted from supplying hotels and restaurants since COVID began. And they gifted me with a huge delivery of Nutella coffee cake, sweet and savory brioche, and pumpkin muffins. So Nelson, as you and I have discussed before, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin items, but they were really well-balanced and very moist and so they tasted delicious and so that's a pumpkin muffin that i can eat and i also like the option of a savory brioche which i think you probably would too because that's a nice change of pace to balance out a lot of the sweetness in a, in a bakery box and if y'all are interested in sweet nothings follow their account for their pop-up schedule which changes and so i think this week they were probably at four different places so one way when you mean savory brioche do you mean like cheese and bacon inside or what's inside the savory brioche yeah this one had like feta and tomatoes and um kalamata olives and and so just savory flavor on top of brioche and brioche has like a light sweetness to it anyway so it's it's kind of it's kind of a nice party i think yeah i'm all about those the brioche and scones those are those are my savories when it comes mm -hmm. to that yeah okay so i've been to opus co a couple of times for different pop-ups and so i i think maybe these pop-ups were happening for a while before i got wind of them but i went to one last week it's for the neku jiro pop-up and they were serving hawaiian style plates and i got there were four different plates and I was going to get one of each, but I ended up just getting three, three of the four. So I got the chicken, the kalbi, and the pork chop. And each one came with rice, potato salad, and pickles. And my favorite was the chicken, and it was really tender and flavorful and kind of reminded me of mixed plates, but um, sort of you know, a, a little bit of fusion, not, not a traditional plate lunch from Hawaii. I was going to ask, is like authentic or not authentic? But then when you said fusion, yeah. it's like, okay, I get it now. I can, I can kind of envision in my head yeah so an authentic uh plate lunch would come with mac salad no choices and pickles you know i don't think i've ever gotten pickles um on a hawaiian plate lunch so it's, it's sort of got japanese flair to it yeah i like that yeah another place i went to was zaika and it's a restaurant that serves internet indian food with international flair so it's not traditional indian food again just a little bit of a different take combining some different international flavors so pre-covid they didn't do takeout but they pivoted like many businesses had to and they're offering unique items like a chicken tikka burger and a paneer burger with peri peri fries so I love the burgers and I was most impressed with the brioche bun because I actually didn't identify it at brioche because it wasn't behaving that way. And so I asked the manager about it and he started telling me the painstaking process they went through to get it just right. And so I always love that about restaurants and creators is that they're getting the bun that's right for the dish that they're making. If it's not right, then they'll try something else. It's really delicious. Peri Peri is a spice blend that has a bit of heat and it's perfect on fries. So it's like 10 to 12 different spices. So really complex. They're getting ready to dine in soon at this restaurant, but until then you can get fan favorites like tali to go as well so nelson you and i have had tali before like tali is hard to pack to go i mean it's something that you lay on this huge round plate and uh, usually a minimum of two people
people to eat it. And uh, they actually found a way to have like these section plates that remind me of like cafeteria plates, but they seal the lid so everything doesn't get mixed up. So every section is sealed separately. And so I love it. And so if y'all haven't had Pali, it's a great way to try a variety of things to find out what you like. It's, it's an exploration. Yeah, I saw your story mm-hmm. and I really admired those containers. Yeah. <laughs> like different sections. I know. Like, like, oh, I hope Monica saved these because this is really useful. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm all, what am I going to use this for next? <laughs> it's just like I'm from an Asian household, which means no container goes into the recycling. It goes into my container cabinet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I went to school, my mom used to pack me lunches. This is when I was a kid, guys. Cool whip container. So, cool, <laughs> cool whip container. But we would find these from, I think, Iwajimaya mm. or some other Asian store, and they would have like these five different containers. It's like maybe it's like a circle with yeah. five different sections. Yeah. Dear mom would put five different types of foods in each section. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, so I'm not done eating yet. Uh, just a couple of mentions, places we talked about before. Um, I've been craving Philly cheesesteak. So I tracked down Tat, uh, Tat's Deli. Their food truck happened to be in Ballard. So I got a Philly cheesesteak. And I got a message from Trey's House of Cheesesteaks um, saying that they do have a spot. They haven't had a chance to post it yet. yet. But um, there's a place on 80th and 24th in Ballard. And there's a corner store called Sala's. I used to live near there. Sala himself used to make the best Philly cheesesteak sandwich I've ever had. Um, but he doesn't do that anymore. He has food trucks come. And, and so Trey's mentioned to me that that's a place that they can be found sometimes, but I don't know their exact schedule. I thought Trey's message you and tell you, how dare you cheat on us, Monica? <laughs> how dare you go to Tatsy and not come to our place, Monica? <laughs> I know, I know. Y'all know I'm a cheater. <laughs> Let's be straight up. I follow the food. <laughs> Um, do you ever think that other businesses like look at our stories and they go like oh my god how dare he eat noodles from this place how dare he eat this ramen i can't believe he didn't eat ramen at our place i'm pretty sure i'm sure pretty sure and what i tell people is you know i do my best to spread it around and sometimes i'm sorry i don't get around to people for a while again but i'm just like it's hard work like how can i think about having abs or losing 10 pounds or 20 pounds when food businesses need my support (laughs) 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 <laughs> they need me i have to my <laughs> Okay, just a couple more mentions. Um, Iron steak. So we went to Iron Steak. We had a sirloin plate, curry fries, and pot stickers. I love those curry fries. There's something about shoestring potatoes, which is kind of like Zyka, and having like a spice blend on it that's not just salt, like something that's complex and has a little bit of heat to it. So I really love that. And then um, I did go to TPT. And I went there because I was curious because everyone, including you, had been talking about it, Nelson, but I wasn't willing to stand in the line. So I went there right before they closed and they basically didn't have a line. So I went in and I got some strawberry milk tea. And so those are probably the only conditions under which I will go to get bubble tea. I won't stand in line for one. Um, it was, it was quite good. I love strawberry milk. Um, I'm not a great, uh, I'm not great at making it myself. So I love places that I can buy it. Um, I did notice that their boba was smaller than I'm used to, but was very tasty. So I liked it, but it seemed smaller to me. Strawberry milk tea is one of the ones I do want to try from TPT. It's good. But for some reason in my head, I'm thinking Nesquik strawberry milk. 
<laughs> Am I the only one that's thinking that? No, we all think that. Because I'm going to be so disappointed when it tastes like real fruit strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were actually like pieces of strawberry in there. Nelson. Yeah. I've seen their drink. It looks really, really impressive. But I'm sorry, guys. I, I just want to go and get a whole quart of Nesquik strawberry milk. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Too funny. All right. We have an interview today. Do-do-do-do! We do. Our interview today is with owner of Jack's Barbecue, Jack Timmons. We had a great time talking with Jack about how he got into Central Texas Barbecue. And we also talk about the newest Jack's Barbecue location, Algona, set to open in October. Here is our interview with Jack Timmons of Jack's Barbecue. Hey, Seattle. Today, Monica and I are interviewing Jack Timmons, owner of Jack's Barbecue. Right now, he currently has four locations with a new location. We'll talk about that later on the show. Jack, how are you doing today? I am doing great. It's sunny in Seattle, and that's all we ask for these days. And uh, the barbecue smells good out the window. <laughs> awesome. We're really excited to have you on. Monica and I, we've had lunch with you before. We love hearing some of your stories, and we're hoping that we can hear some of that today. Before we get started, for all the listeners that are not quite familiar with Jack's Barbecue, can you tell us, how did you learn to master Central Texas smoking barbecue, as well as how did you get Jack's Barbecue started? Yeah, that's it, it, it was a lot of fun. I'm, a, I'm an ex-techie guy, and I've lived in Seattle forever, but I grew up in Texas. And so I always had a little barbecue pit in my backyard. And then eight years ago, I discovered something called Barbecue Summer Camp in the Meat Sciences Department at Texas A&M. And that's kind of like hot tub time machine. You don't, you know, you just, <laughs> right? you don't have to think about that one. I went, I'm going to barbecue summer camp. <laughs> and I learned the central Texas way of doing barbecue, that area around Austin that was settled by Germans and Czechs and whatnot, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of years ago, I came back to Seattle. I felt like I was Moses coming down the mountain with the tablets of knowledge of barbecue or something. So <laughs> That, that inspired me. That's what got me going. Okay. I was looking at your bio. When you were getting started, you were hosting these things called barbecue raves. Can you tell us a little bit about that before you opened up Jack's Barbecue? Yeah. There's actually a guy from New York who went down and met Aaron Franklin in Austin. He's doing a video of him for a TV show mm-hmm. and got all fired up and went back to New York with a smoker and a pile of wood. And he created something called Brisket Laboratory. Uh-huh. And I talked to him, Daniel, just because last name. But anyhow, he sent out a thing that he created a website. I did the same thing he did. I created a website that said, I'm going to try to recreate the Central Texas barbecue experience here in the, in the Northwest. I had pictures of me with all these famous barbecue places in Texas. Texas. He did it in New York City, sold like $65,000 worth of tickets to come to his events before he even started cooking. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's how you get it. That's how you get the ball rolling instead of a food truck or something like that. I did events. I'm an event guy. So I created this thing called Seattle Brisket Experience. And I'd sell tickets on the internet. I'd smoke all the meats in my backyard. My family would make the side dishes. I'd go to a brewery in Seattle and say, hey, can I bring 100 people here to drink your beer? They're like, yep. And I'd rent chairs. <laughs> I'd hire a band, and I just have a barbecue brave. I mean, the first one sold out after a few weeks. The next one sold out in one week. The last one I did, the, like the fourteenth one, sold out in like nine minutes on Twitter just by mentioning it. So that's when I knew that Seattle was ready for a, a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're talking about bands, and I'm just thinking about the Low and Slow Meat Festival last year. You had some really great music there, Jack. 
Oh my God, that was so fun. I mean, we had bands from Austin, we had KEXP involved, we had Chicken Shit Bingo, which is funny, <laughs> where they put a chicken in a pen with numbers, everybody bets a number, puts a dollar on a number, and wherever the chicken or rooster goes, that's the winner. <laughs> that's the winner, for sure. Okay, Jack, it's hard for me to imagine that folks haven't been to Jack's Barbecue, but what are some signature dishes that folks can order at your locations? Well, the famous Texas Trinity, it's called, is brisket, pork ribs, and sausage. And so you have to get that. You have to come get the brisket. I eat fatty brisket. There's lean brisket. Brisket's two overlapping muscles in the chest of a big steer. But those places in Texas were beef-centric. So you have to go with beef. And then the pork ribs, we actually use spare ribs from the belly, and we leave the rib tips on. So they're really big and juicy mm. and fatty. Mm -hmm. And then the sausage, we actually import from Texas. We, they make a cheddar jalapeno sausage. It's, it's so good. It's almost like cheating. I mean, it's like not <laughs> <laughs> so good those three things and then once a week we do beef short plate ribs which are these giant flintstone ribs like a foot long with a pound and a half of meat on each bone <laughs> oh my gosh and they're super rich like you can't eat one you have to share it with friends and stuff it's by far the most succulent piece of meat in a steer i don't know we might be up to that challenge i don't know if we need to share another <laughs> I'm with you, Jack. I'm also a team fatty brisket as well. I, I love your fatty brisket whenever I ask. I always request it on when I'm ordering online these days. And it's yeah. like, yes, that's what I love. So it's that's, so that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your newest location. You're opening up in Algona. Well, it's a big location. And so we bought the location. It was an old dive bar, just like our original place was an old dive bar. A place like called the Royal Bear. And and we converted it to a nice barbecue joint. But it's got a huge parking lot. Like we could have a very large low and slow festival there. It's on 2.4 acres. And it's a big restaurant too. And we bought it and started working on it before COVID, of course. But now with that going on, it's just there's a ton of room uh, between the table, which is great, right? You've got 10 feet between tables it's got a huge patio outside people like eating outside i think we're going to be okay down there okay so jack you were talking a little bit about permits and so you're really familiar with opening locations started talking about some of the differences between um, now and like say a year ago so how hard has it been for you to open in a place well, it's been a lot easier than when we opened places in Seattle because oh. Algona is a little town and they're much more laid back about things. The mayor of the town, the chief of police came out and met me, you know, when I got the restaurant and we chatted about barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they keep the riffraff away from the restaurant while we're working on it for us. It's just super friendly and, and getting stuff done. You know, all the people that do plumbing and electrical and construction work, a lot of them live south of Seattle. I mean, Seattle is an expensive town. Mm hmm. It's a high tech town like San Francisco. And so we have a ton of resources down there. Mm. Hiring people, I mean, nobody's opening restaurants right now. So we're, maybe we're crazy, but it's, there's a lot of equipment for sale at a discount price. There's a lot of uh, people who want to work, you know, because all the restaurants are closed. It's actually been easier down there than it has been in Seattle. And Seattle a year ago, it's a big city and there's lots of crazy permitting rules. And everybody's, we had a, a guy that had approved our electrical permit for our downtown location wouldn't sign off on it because we didn't have a, a mechanical design for our string lights or little string lights that we hang in the restaurant like you're mm -hmm. sitting outside i said well, what do you mean a mechanical design we just hang them on little hooks <laughs> And the guy says, no, that has to support somebody. People jump up and grab those light bulbs. Up. And the electrician is standing next to me. He just puts his head down and is biting his tongue like, oh, no, we got a crazy one. 
I said, jump up and grab the light bulb. She said, all the time. So we had to go. He wouldn't let us open the restaurant. She went out and got super thick cables for the string lights. Oh, my gosh. I know. I wanted to put a sign that says, please do not hang from the string lights in the restaurant. (laughs) No, we'll have to remember that when we visit again. (laughs) Don't touch the lights. Don't touch the lights. I know. Now that's all you want to do, right? Right. That's exactly (laughs) what I want to do. (laughs) That's all I want to do. I shouldn't have said that. Right, because now Monica <laughs> wants to do it so bad. <laughs> so Jack, let me ask you another question. I attended a class a couple weeks ago for your first virtual masterclass on smoked meats. I was just so amazed because I'm a novice, right? I don't. I've never smoked a brisket or anything like that, or a ribs or anything in the. I only do it in the oven, and so there were so many people that were so enthusiastic about smoking meats and have done it by experience. Are you doing any other classes, virtual classes like that? We just came out with a schedule that's going to do classes forever. So every month. Oh, good. Yeah, every month we'll do a class. We'll do a beginner class and an advanced class because there is mm-hmm. a difference. Some people just want to know how to barbecue everything at a certain level of expertise. And some people, they want to know what the tendons are called in the brisket and how you trim it to perfection mm-hmm. and you know how, where the exact places you squeeze and bend it to know it's done and everything, right? So we're going to come out with uh, the beginner class and the deep dive classes on brisket, on ribs, pork, and that beef rib that I talked about. Mm-hmm and uh, other things. That'll be on our website in the next couple of days, jacksbbq.com. Oh, wow. So Jack, you're always doing new and innovative things like these new classes and a new location. So what other things can we look forward to for Jack's Barbecue that you haven't talked about yet? Well, Elon Musk and I are working on a uh, rocket program. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, I had you until I said Musk, right? Right, right. I, I thought when you said Elon Musk, I thought you were going to do a electric power grill or, or electric power smokers. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, one thing that we're doing that's fun is later this weekend, we're um, shutting down the street outside of South Lake Union. That's going to become an open area for seating and people hanging out and having cocktails and stuff like that. So that's fun. Yeah, no, that sounds like a lot of fun. I heard about that. And because we're going to broadcast this uh, sooner, are you guys planning on doing that again? Well, that's just, it's going to be open for months. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. We, got the, we got the city to shut the street down. The city's looking for ways to make, especially downtown, more fun for people mm-hmm. because of everything that's happened this last year. And so they were all over it. So that's, that's going to happen. And we did build a patio at our Soto location mm-hmm. with of seating outside and a cover over it and everything and that's going to be popular too so a lot of outside seating is going on right now cool well that's perfect maybe i'll come down and see you one weekend for brunch at Salt lake union please do please do <laughs> all right jack final qu- couple questions we always ask this when we interview all our guests we say where are we eating can you tell us some of your favorite places you like to eat and support around seattle oh gosh where have I eaten lately? So here's the problem. We started doing fried chicken out of our South Lake Union restaurant. Yes. I saw that. <laughs> Jack's Chicken Shack. And I, I show up there every night to see if they're leftovers. And it's just a, <laughs> not sure. It's a good habit. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> 
You know, I crave like a fine dining experience right now. Like mm-hmm. I want to go someplace and sit at a nice table, like a John Howie steakhouse or someplace like that and have a cocktail and a steak. I just really miss that. And I don't do that that often, but right now that sounds really nice to me. It's just having somebody wait on you, you know, and have a... <laughs> bring you food and stuff and just have a nice service experience and everything like that that's what i'm craving oh my goodness it sounds like uh jack's on the same fried chicken diet we are nelson (laughs) yes been on that fried chicken diet for over 40 years now All right. Thank you so much, Jack. We love having you on. Hey, last question. Where can we find Jack's Barbecue on social media? Well, we're Jack's BBQ on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. And then you can do online orders at jacksbbq.com as well, right? Yep. Online ordering through our toast app at jacksbbq.com for our locations all around town. We basically make everything in Soto, but we distributed it to our South Lake Union location and some other pop-ups just to, to spread it out and to hire back some of our employees that we needed to hire back when, when all this first started. We're doing well and come down to Algona in a few weeks. It's going to be a party down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to interview with us, and uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Monica Nelson, always a pleasure, you guys. Take care. And that's our interview with Jack Timmons. Make sure you follow Jack's Barbecue because they are opening up their newest location in October. Everyone living down south, you guys are going to be really lucky because that Algona location is coming on. And then, as well, Monica, have you seen the SLU location where they basically balk off traffic on that street they got to block it off so all the other businesses can go and use that seating on the street yeah i've been going by it but i haven't had a chance to stop but um, i did tell jack i would so um, at some point i will Um, but i think that's great for the businesses just on that block and it's great that they got the permitting for it and that they can have some outdoor eating Um, so pretty excited we should go down there because the slu location has jack's chicken shack they have fried chicken Mm -hmm. monica Mm-hmm. Yep, they do. We got to try fried chicken so that all those other people watching us on the stories eating fried chicken is like, how dare they eat fried chicken at a different location? How dare they do that? <laughs> I can't help it. I need to eat fried chicken multiple no. times in a week. I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> it's my spirit animal. That's right. <laughs> Monica, let's let's be honest. There's a lot of foods that are your spirit animals. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Chicken was today. I don't know. Did you say I think ice cream was a spirit animal a couple episodes ago? And then you also mentioned maybe teriyaki or was it something like that? Or ribs was your spirit animal. I can't remember. Yeah. You, you mentioned that. You mentioned that in one of your inter- our interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm a very spiritual person, Nelson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just am. I'm all woo-woo. Spirit. <laughs> Sharing that spirit love everywhere, guys. <laughs> I love Jack. He's so much fun. Um, I always enjoy having a conversation with him, and he's just the coolest. I love him. Yeah, I love the stories. All the stories. I just want, I could have just done a whole interview just listening to all the stories that he's had in the mm-hmm. past. Yes, many stories. All right, Monica. So, where are you spreading your spirits around this week? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm finalizing my schedule of my my spirit walk this week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think there are some fan favorites, and then there's some new places. So so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sounds what about you? I think we're meeting up on Tuesday, right? We're gonna hang out on Tuesday, and then oh, yeah. uh, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have that many plans this week, so it's nice. Maybe, hopefully, the, the skies will be a little bit clearer just for one more week so we can go out and do some outdoor dining. And other than that, I got nothing planned, which is going to be fun. Good times. Good times staying at home. Getting all that fancy money. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, that's our show for tonight. Everybody, stay safe out there. And, of course, happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at SeattleFoodiePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.